Hey, welcome to Shout You guys. So pumped. Are you guys ready to hear a little message here? Yeah? I got something awesome planned. I'm going to pray real quick. Open this up in prayer. You guys ready? Everybody comfortably seated? Yeah? Awesome. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. God, bless uh, this room tonight, Father. Bless every person in here, Father. Uh, just quicken, quicken us to, to learn, to hear, God, uh, to receive your word tonight, Father. I thank you so much for the truth of the Bible, Father, that it's all about how much you love us, Father. And we thank you so much for your son, Jesus, God. Thank you for sending him to the earth for us, God, on the greatest rescue mission ever, Lord. We, we thank you so much for that, God. Just bless this time, these next few moments that we have together as a youth ministry, Father. And I thank you for all the amazing things you're doing uh, at this church, in this youth ministry, in each, each and every single person and student here, Lord. And I just, uh, I, I pray that everybody's excited about hearing this message tonight, God. And thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, so I've been doing this series, right? The, the Mountains. And if you're asking why, Kingsley, have you been doing this series, The Mountains? Because me and Valerie love to go backpacking. And so we went backpacking on a really long backpacking trip. Here's a couple photos. And I brought in our stuff here to show you guys. So tonight's part five. Yeah? Can you believe we've gone five nights? You guys have hung in there. Five nights of hiking in the mountains, learning different things about perseverance, about meeting God in the mountains. And I believe there's everything in life, every single thing in life can be related to God. Everything good in life can be related to God, and he can help us through it. He can prosper us through things. And so mountains generally represent like an obstacle, and that's kind of what I've been talking about, getting through obstacles in life and using God, letting God come into your life and change your entire life. And we've learned so far in the, in the past few messages that I've done, we've learned that we can be mountain climbers through Christ because he climbed the tallest mountains, right? He's an, he is a mountain climber, right? We've learned that we can be mountain movers, that's what the Bible says. We can move mountains with our prayers. Literally. That's good news here. I want to hear some amens. Come on. This is exciting news. Be excited, guys. Be pumped. And then I talked about um, a lantern. You guys remember that one when I had the lantern in here? Lit the lantern. And I talked about how the lantern is like God's word. It's going to light our path, right? talked about that. These are all parts of camping and stuff like that. And then last time I had a tent set up and I got inside the tent and I said, this is our safety. This is our security. And sometimes we get too comfortable and we need to come out of our tent, right? We need to start sharing our faith, be bold with our faith. Yeah. And you guys are about to go to school. And I think this series on the mountains is so important now more than ever, which is why we're talking about it, which is why I'm sharing about the mountains because you guys are about to start school. You have a brand new slate, right, at this year. You have a bland, brand new clean slate to start off the year, right? And you have the opportunity to tell all your friends what you did this summer. And I'm truly believing that the, the opportunity that you guys have to share what you guys did this summer can really change what some people think about you, can really change about what they think about themselves maybe. Maybe they will be encouraged to find out what you did this summer, right? If somebody asks Jensen what she did this summer, she's going to tell you a whole bunch of things. She could highlight, I started serving at my church. I started serving in my youth ministry. It's amazing. I'm now a student leader there. It's awesome. I have so much fun leading people. I went on this event called Jesus Culture at a conference. It was so amazing. We heard amazing worship, powerful speakers, changed my whole life. I have a new favorite song. It's called Fierce. 
It's about how God's love just washes over us like a tidal wave. Right, Jensen? Come on. Come on. You guys have all the opportunity to share with your friends and people you come in contact with about the amazing summer that you just had. Because we did some awesome stuff here at this youth group, yeah? We went to Mexico on a mission trip. We did all kinds of awesome things. Hey, and even if you didn't go on those events and tonight's your first night, that's okay. Guess what? We're going towards $250 for water for a family, you guys. You are a part of that. I believe everyone in here has given and sowed into that. And that means you are a part of this because we are a part of this together. Yeah? Amen, somebody. Amen. So the title of my message, I'm going to cut right to it. The title of my message, part five. Part five. The title of my message is True True Grit. grit. Turn to your neighbor and say, True Grit. Turn to the other neighbor and say, True Grit. Grit. (laughs) True Grit. Wit Griff. What is, yeah, 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 who said that? Who what, said that? What is wit grit? Who, who said that? Who said what, what is what? What is, what is, I think Joshua said, what is grit? Grit? Like, is that the breakfast food? Like grit? Grits? Is that what that means? Like, oats? No, that's not what that means. <laughs> Aren't you guys so excited to find out what I'm going to talk about? True grit. Who's seen the movie? Don't put your hands it's up. Jeff you should Bridges. not have seen that movie Jeff unless Bridges it was the John Wayne is. version. That was a test. You guys all have, should have not seen that. It's an R-rated movie. Do not watch. We'll cut this out. It's Jeff fine. Parents Bridges will never know. It's grit. cool. It's cool. <laughs> Burying myself. Hey, so True Grit. That's the title of my message tonight. Who wants to know what the definition of grit is? Grit. Just a couple people. Cool. The rest of you guys? Are in check. You guys know what's up. Here's the real, here's the definition of the word grit. Courage and resolve. Strength of character. Strength of character. Courage. That's what the word grit means. And so when you start hiking, and I get all, I brought you guys all my stuff here, and you could see I got hiking poles, and my backpack was 50 pounds, which was probably 30 pounds too much. I packed way too much food because, I mean, when I go out in the wilderness, I like to eat food and not starve, right? In case the bears find me, I like to bring some food for the bears too. So, hey, when, when you're hiking, and me and Valerie went on this hiking trip, hey, if you've ever hiked before, hiking's hard, right? Backpacking, taking all of your stuff on your back for like five days, it's really hard. It's not an easy thing. It's not a cakewalk, right? You carry all this stuff, you sweat all day long, and if you want food, you got to, like, prepare it. You got to make it, right? I brought an axe in case I had to go, like, you know, what's that one movie where he gets attacked? The Revenant. Also, don't see that movie. Really bad. <laughs> he gets cry. attacked by a bear. That's a good YouTube clip, though. It'll make you cry. Um, <laughs> so it's really hard, okay? That's what I've been talking about. Backpacking isn't easy, which is why I really like talking about the trials in life. I really like talking about it because in life, things get difficult. There are difficult times in life. And when you're hiking, when you're backpacking, there are certain points, you guys, where you want to just give up. It's the heat of the day. You're doing stupid, like, switchback trails, which are like, basically, I'm going to do that for a half mile, and then I'm going to do this for a half mile, and then I'm going to do this for a half mile, and then I'm going to look back, and I only went, like, 20 feet because it's just straight uphill. It's stupid. It's really, really difficult. But it's so much fun, right? Oh, is Valerie here? Good. Yeah, right? I love it. I love it, though, Val. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> it is it's so rewarding hiking mountains. Could you guys imagine being at the top of that mountain? Could you imagine the feeling, Alvin, you would feel being at the top of that mountain on that picture? 
Wouldn't that feel insane to be up there and be like, I did this. Everest, you ain't nothing, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? It is. It's rewarding. But a part of the trail gets so hard that you want to just give up. There was a spot in our hiking adventure where we were hiking and we're just so tired. The valley turns around and goes, I think that I could just lay down here and just stop moving. I'll just give up. Like, you're just so worn out and tired. Life gets heavy. Things get challenging. And here's the thing. You can lay down. You can give up. You can say, I'm not going to get out of bed today. I'm going to stay in my tent. I'm just going to stay there. I ain't going to go to school. I'm not going to do it. I too many challenges ahead of me, oh, this, this, this. You could sit there and do this throughout the rest of your life. You could put obstacles in front of yourself or just be willing to accept a few challenges that are ahead of you. Or you can tighten up your boots, get a little help. You could pray. You could ask God to help you. You could start activating some real courage, some real steadfast faith, or some gritty faith. Yeah? You can just start plugging away at that. You can start accessing that. When you hear the word grit, I want you to think of a reserve gas tank, right? If your car is out of fuel, and you're like, that's it. I'm about to pull over. I'm done. I'm on the side of this road forever. We're not going to make it. And then all of a sudden, there's a magic button, and it's... Reserve tank. And I believe every single one of you, I believe everybody has a reserve tank. We have this reserve tank where we can, when we start to run out, we can, we can activate it. And it's called grit. So I want to talk about grit and what the Bible talks about, about grit. So if you guys are wondering, does the Bible actually use the word grit? No, it doesn't. But the definition, the definition of grit is in the Bible. The definition of it is there. The Bible talks all about steadfast faith. It talks about um, intense faith, having faith in God. It talks about all this kind of stuff. So let's talk about, um, let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 14. Jesus is talking to us. He's telling the disciples, he's actually in the middle of a big giant sermon called the Sermon on the Mount, right? So cool. And this is what Jesus says. He's talking about us going into heaven. He's talking about the way, in fact, to heaven. You guys want to know the way to heaven? Here's Jesus, the Son of God, right here telling us. Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction or hell. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. So what is this saying? What is Jesus saying here? Narrow is the gate? What's he saying here? Is, is Jesus saying that it's, it's hard to become a Christian? No. It's not hard to become a Christian. It's actually free. It's the best decision ever you can make. It's the most available decision you could ever make. God has his arms wide open for us. Nothing can put you away from the love of God. Nothing can, can get rid of the offer that Christ has for you to be able to put your faith in him and accept salvation. 
Nothing can ever take that away. Nothing. It's completely available. It's not hard to become a Christian. But what Jesus is saying is that there's only one way to heaven, and that's him. That's Jesus. He is the narrow gate. He's the way to enter through. There's only a few, is what he's saying, that walk the road. Not everybody walks through, right? Not everybody's in this room tonight. Not everybody is here tonight. Not every single person believes in God just yet. Just yet. And when you found out about how to enter through the narrow gate, don't you want to encourage others to walk through that gate with you? That's our calling, guys. That's our calling, to help people walk through it, to get some grit, turn our faith into grit, some courage, some steadfast faith and hope, and encourage people to come on in and join us, start plugging away, start and not giving up. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Because he alone died for our sins. Nobody else. Jesus has the way for us. And he's made us right before God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hey, amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 21. You guys with me? Yeah? Who said no? Do 10 laps. <laughs> Luke chapter 21 verse 19. Ten laps. This is what uh, Dr. Luke says. He says, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. What is the Dr. Luke talking about right here? So Jesus talks a lot about this word called persecution. Who's heard of the word persecution before? Persecution? Yeah, a couple of you guys? That means people treating you differently for what you believe in. First time I ever received persecution was when I was in high school. Tried to set up a Christian tried to set up a Christian club, tried to literally set up a little mini youth group where we played like a little bit of games at lunch. And then I played like one song of guitar and then shared a tiny little message, literally just a tiny youth ministry at my school. And I had a bunch of people tell me that it's a dumb idea, that it's bad, that what you're doing is stupid, that it was a waste of time, that your faith means nothing. That's called persecution. This is real. You guys need to be able to identify this when people call you out for believing in God or the reason why you don't do something, reason why you decided to give and you decide to tithe their money and people are going to call you out on that. Jesus knows all about this. He knows that people are going to give us a hard time. But the test that we go through is an opportunity to grow. And so Luke says here, when we're, when we're persecuted, when people give us a hard time for our faith, when people knock us down and try and speak bad things into us, during that time, that endurance that we have, that grit that we have, that strength of our character and strength in our faith to know who we are in Christ, and that nothing else can tell us who we are, only God can tell us who we are, that right there, we will gain our life. Somebody say, amen, because it's such good news. It's such good news. Let's see here. Let's go to Mark chapter 14. Two more verses for you, okay? Two more. Mark chapter 14, verse 36. Jesus, I wanted to use an example from the Bible about somebody who actually exemplified grit, who actually lived true grit, and that was Jesus, our Father, exemplified true grit. And how did he do that? Here's the first step of how he endured. He went through it, the trial willingly. Jesus, the night before he gets captured and he, his crucifixion starts, the night before he's sitting in a garden all by himself, hanging out, praying to God, 
And Jesus is having this conversation with God the Father in heaven, and he says, Abba, he says, Father, he's calling out to his Father, and he says, and he, he cried out, everything is possible for you, but please take this cup of suffering away from me. Why did Jesus say that? Because he knew the amount of brutality and, and suffering that was about to come on him. He knew that he was about to be nailed to a cross, and it was going to be the most painful thing anybody had ever gone through ever. He knew it. Could you guys imagine knowing that tomorrow morning you are going to be <laughs> go through intense pain, the worst pain ever? The feeling, right? You would not want that. You would say, no, I don't want, that's not, that's not me. And so even Jesus, being a human, said, God, if you can take this from me, please take this cup. But then he goes right back to it and he says, you can, he says, not my will, but your will. And that's true grit right there, because Jesus walked it out. He walked out true grit. He walked out sure strength. And, and he walked it out so far that even when he was hanging on the cross the next day, the people that persecuted him, you guys, you guys with me? The people that persecuted him, he wasn't mad at them. In fact, he loved them. And he said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing Forgive them, Father. And he asked for forgiveness for the guys, for the people that hurt him, who put him up there. He exemplified. Jesus is true grit. When you guys hear the word true grit, I want you to think of Jesus. He exemplified true grit. He is true grit. We, we should become, we should, that's, that should be one of the things that we want to do with our Christian faith is to look just like God. We should want to look just like Jesus. The Bible talks a lot about that. So when, when times get tough on the trail, when things in life start coming up and you're going through some trials and you think it's bleak and you think there's no way I'm going to get over this mountain, there's no way I'm going to climb this, there's no way this is going to happen, there's, just, there's no hope. That's when you need to remember. We need to activate the true grit. We need to be like Jesus, have steadfast hope, steadfast faith. We need gritty kind of faith that gets us through it, that will actually prosper us through it if we allow God to come in, right? And God has a perfect plan for our life, a plan to prosper us. Come on, amen. Our God loves us. He loves every single person here and every single person out there. He loves everyone, and he went to the cross to die for all of our sins. This is amazing. This is amazing news. Here's one sentence I wrote down. True grit. You guys follow me? True grit. To get true grit, it's not something that is genetic, meaning just that just because my dad had true grit and he endured things does not mean that it's just going to automatically be in me. True grit is not genetic. True grit is an acquired character trait. You have to acquire. You have to make the choice. You have to just start bucking up. You have to just start going. You have to start moving. You have to use tools. You have to use a lantern. You got to use God's word. This is God's word right here. You have to use this to help you get through it, to help you prosper through it. I'm losing stuff. You got to grit it till you get it. And our faith, this true grit, the only way to get it is vigorous exercise. We have to work our faith like we work Literally, like we exercise. The only way that Mikey is going to get better as a basketball player is if he goes to practice and he exercises, right? The only way you're going to get better is if you study harder. You have to 
put in the work. You have to do some vigorous exercise. That's, that's how we should think about our faith. We should literally, instead of, like, if you want to get stronger, right, guys, come on. If you want to get stronger, you start doing some push-ups, you're going to get stronger because you're working your body. You're working your muscles, right? Same thing with your faith. If you want to know more about God, if you want to live closer to God, if you want to advance, you want to excel, and these are all things that God wants us to do. Every day, you got to crack this thing open. Start lifting some spiritual faith who's with me. Come on, get ripped. Get, get ripped. Get ripped lifting this thing. I mean, I believe God made the Bible for this reason, right? We can just lift it and read it, like just get buff. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I come into the office and John's just sitting there and he's like, for God so loved the world that he, oh, he gave his only forgotten son, right? Like he's just lifting the weight. When somebody's going to town in the Bible, when somebody's praying to God, you're literally doing exercise in your faith. You're practicing, getting ready. You're preparing. Preparation brings success. When we're more prepared, the more we know. When things get tough, we're able to identify that, and we're going to say, you know what? I got some in the tank because I got strong faith in God. I got gritty kind of faith, and I want that for each and every single one of you guys. I want you guys to, de to develop gritty faith because things are going to get tough. Sometimes the trail is going to get really hard. It's going to get really tall, really high. The elevation is going to go up. Things are going to look bleak. There's going to look like there's no way out of it. But God is right there. He's going to show you how to get through it. He's going to comfort us the whole way through it. He's going to love us the whole way through it. And then he's going to show us how to be stronger climbers. He's going to show us how to move these mountains and these obstacles in front of us. He's going to show you how to put the enemy below your feet, which is where he belongs, right? Somebody say amen. The enemy belongs below us. Don't let him come up any level below that. You guys need to, I believe you, I mean, come on, I'm believing this for you guys. Start in school. You have an amazing opportunity. Don't walk into school like you did last year. Walk in with hope. Pray about it. Pray before you go into school on Thursday. Or if you're already in school, start praying. Start getting in the word. Let it change your life. Take God to school with you. When I did that, it changed my life. I want that for you guys. I don't want you to just go through another year of school. I don't believe in that. I believe that this year is going to be the best year you've ever had in school ever. This is the year when you took Jesus to school. You've developed your faith over the summer. You've learned how to hike through the mountains. You've learned all that you can do with your faith. And that's only the beginning. This is only the beginning. God calls us to an abundant life. Not just a plain old boring, oh yeah, I know, I hope I get good grades this year. No, God, you should stand up and say, God, I'm believing that this is going to be the best year of school in my entire life. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited to live it. I don't want you guys to wake up on Thursday dreading it. I don't want you to wake up tomorrow morning and dread it. I want you guys to wake up and be excited about it. Come on. Be excited about showing, showing up on Thursday morning, ready with your faith, ready to plug away, ready to hit the trail, tighten up your boots. Come on, take your Bible with you. Do something different. Allow God to come into your life and change your whole life. Come on, somebody say amen. It's a good word. Come on, amen. I'm going to pray. I'm going to drink and then I'm going to pray. I'm going <laughs> to pray real quick and then we're going to break out into groups for just a few minutes. You guys cool? Yeah? Okay. Thank you, Lord, for this time. <sighs> Thank you.
Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you so much that you climbed the highest and the tallest and the most difficult mountain for us, and you did it all out of love, God. Thank you that you call us to an abundant life, Father. Thank you that you're just your arms are wide open for us every day, Lord. Thank you that your grace and your mercies are new for us and fresh every single day, Father. Thank you for meeting us where we're at on, in the trail and, and on the mountain, Father. Thank you for speaking to us, God. And I just want to, um, God, I just, I just pray and I release, God, I'm believing that this is coming from you, Father, that, that this is going to be the best start to the school year ever, God. And I pray for energy, I pray for excitement and joy and peace for every single student in this room that starts school, God. I pray for an excelling amount of faith, God, and a gritty type of faith for this school year, God, that they're going to be game changers. They're going to be revolutionaries when they hit the school grounds. That, God, when they show up to their schools on Thursday morning, people are going to be like, wow, check them out. This is insane. They're walking different. They're looking different. They're acting different. And they were so excited about their summer. And now they're so excited about this school year. They're excited to learn more and to prosper more and get new friends, encourage, encourage their friends. God, I'm just so excited for these amazing students here, Lord. Thank you so much, God. Bless you, Father. Thank you. We love you so much. And everyone said, Jesus' name, amen. Amen.